Welcome back to another episode of My Life in a Poem podcast. I am your host, Angelina, and on this podcast, we discuss poetry, codependency, trauma, healing, and the tea behind the poetry. So if you like all of that stuff, keep listening. On today's episode, we will discuss a poem I wrote called Dating You. And after I present this poem to y'all, I just want to give y'all some tips on dating. Like, I've been out here in these dating streets. (laughs) I've been on every app you can think of. Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, BLK, all of these apps. And there are just some boundaries that I've set when it comes to using the dating apps. The apps have their own boundaries and their own rules, and we will discuss those as well. But I just decided I want to drop this gem on y'all. And also, I wanted to announce that, you know, in the future episodes, we might not always discuss a poem or the poem might not always pertain to the episode. But I definitely will not disappoint you. I will definitely continue to bring you poems every now and then. All right, here we go. The day after my birthday, Earth Day, Hurt Day, I hope it's not Curse Day, so you say, things you don't mention, like a house and a wedding ring. I try to cut you like dead weeds, and you catch me when I'm fiending. We stick to each other like dope fiends, not heeding the warnings of tragedy. We trade places like spade players, giving each other our last kings and queens to make books. A week and one day, and it already feels like a book, I'm hooked. Like queen and slim, you slide your looks in my direction, and you got me on the run. Defining fun and friendships, lips and hips, tips at Waffle House, and tips and tricks on this game we play called dating. Don't play with me, or better yet, play with me. Just promise you keeping those fantasies in my wet dreams, because we're supposed to be friends by any means necessary. And it's necessary. Now, y'all, I know that was a little explicit. You know, we don't really get explicit on this podcast, but maybe it's time to start because I definitely want to keep it real with y'all and just be honest. So I wrote that poem a couple of years ago, and I actually had met that guy on Tinder, the one where I was talking about um, how I wanted to explore certain things with him But we were setting the boundary of just being friends. So I said, (laughs) we need to be friends by any means necessary and it's necessary. That is a boundary that we had set up. But if I'm being honest with you, I didn't respect my boundaries a couple of years ago. And I definitely allow people in my life who didn't respect my boundaries either. And we definitely crossed that line of being more than friends. Um, So... I am back on the dating game, back on the prowl, and I have also experienced these dating apps. So I decided to 
drop some gems and some tips for Tinder, but not just Tinder, but tips for all of these dating apps. I would say, first things first, go ahead and set your list up for what you're looking for. And think about the type of person that has that, right? So if you're looking for someone that is self-sufficient, a leader, and takes the initiative, then that type of person is probably going to message you first. If you're looking, and guys, if you're looking for a woman who is probably going to let you lead, she probably not going to message you first. (laughs) So just uh, looking at the dating apps and setting boundaries based on what you want. So I can just speak from my experience uh, when I have been on, let's say, Bumble. So if you don't know what Bumble is, Bumble has a, it has three parts to it. You can set up BFF, where you're just looking for friends and people on there should just be looking for friends. And then there's a dating portion where, of course, you're looking for potential suitors. And then you have the business portion. So if you have, if you're an entrepreneur or you're in a business or you want to learn how to start a business, you can connect with people. But we're going to talk about the dating portion of it. So with Bumble, the women actually do have to message you first. So I don't know, women, like if y'all are comfortable with that, then that is a, that is an app where a man cannot pursue you. I think it has its pros because you're not getting a bunch of random guys you don't want to talk to messaging you. You're only getting the guys that you like. So, and you know, as women, we have a lot of options. So you're not having to weed through and swipe no on a bunch of guys. If you don't swipe right on him and he doesn't swipe right on you, he doesn't have the option. He doesn't even have the option to message you at all. You have to message him. So it definitely pushes women to take the initiative. It's like the bumblebee, right? The the queen, the queen bee. So you are the queen and this is your hive and you get to pick who's in it. <laughs> Another thing I like about Bumble is that um, you have 24 hours. So you as a woman, you have 24 hours to message the man and he has to message you back, I believe, within 24 hours. And if not, it expires. Also, if y'all match and the woman doesn't message the man, it also expires. Um, that also works the same way with friends, except with friends, uh, as far as being women. I'm, I'm sure it probably works the same way with men, but any woman can message any woman first. So it doesn't you know, restrict anybody to messaging first. However, if that message does not happen within 24 hours, that conversation expires. Boom. So let's take that boundary that Bumble already has embedded in it. And let's go ahead and generalize that to other apps. That is something that I have used. And this helped me weed out a bunch of people who were never going to message me in the first place who are probably just swiping right to see how many likes they can get to boost their ego, whatever. Or maybe they're too busy to even cultivate and have conversations on a dating app. So I take that 24-hour limit and I I generalize that to be okay. I put that on Tinder. I put that on Hinge. So if a guy matches with me, 
he doesn't respond or he doesn't say anything to me in 24 hours, I unmatch with him because there's somebody else that could take your spot. And I don't message guys first because I am interested in someone who takes the initiative and and is a leader and that guy shoots his shot. <laughs> and I also would like to be a helpmate and uh, really live in my feminine energy. And I don't feel like, you know, that first encounter should be somewhere where I'm shooting a shot. That's just me. You know, we don't have to do it. That That's just what I live by. It's, it's worked for me. I feel like I've attracted more guys who are willing to take that next step when they do message me rather than me messaging them. I would say another boundary that I do is we have one week to message on this app before they ask me for my number. And I think that may be too long. I might have to revisit that boundary. But we have one week. After that, if they haven't tried to get off this app, they're not trying to get off this app. They're trying to keep me on this app for whatever reason. But I preferably would like to switch off the app as soon as possible. I want to get to texting you. Okay, boom. So we get to... um we exchange the numbers on the app. Let's say we do make it before that week period and they ask me to text them. So I instantly ask for Instagram because that'll help me weed out. All right. What do you have on your Instagram? You got guns. You got weed. You got a baby mama. You got kids. What I can find out so much information about you on your Instagram that I don't even have to ask you. I don't even have to wait for you to lie to me or be honest with me. I can just figure it out myself. You also can figure out if somebody's a catfish. Okay. So I see that you got these photos on this dating app, but then these Instagram photos not matching up. You know, people also like to post their highlights or their stories, which you get a better view of them as well. That's not 100% proof, right? You're not going to 100% know if somebody's a catfish or not 100% proven that you will find out everything about somebody on Instagram, of course. But you will find a little bit more out than you find on that dating app because they're putting their best on that dating app. Another thing I would say that uh, helps me weed people out on these dating apps is while we're communicating, if I'm asking all the questions and they haven't <laughs> asked me the same question in return, okay, like you, I, you're not a person that is in a space to be curious about me. And then there's nothing wrong with that person. I also want to just say this. There's nothing wrong with people that are not taking the initiative, that aren't asking me for my number, that I can't weed things out on Instagram. There's nothing wrong with that person. That person just isn't in alignment for what I'm looking for. So if you're someone who you you resonate with me and you you maybe be are looking for the same things I'm looking for, this could help you. But if you're not, then don't listen to me. Like, listen to yourself. Listen to yourself. But these are just some things that help me weed out who's in alignment with me and who's on their own perfectly aligned path that they are just on. And that is them. And that is their life. And that's okay. But my life and my path is different. So I just want to see where we stand. But yes, like I said, if they're not um, asking me questions, then they're obviously 
to me, that sends the message that they're not really trying to get to know me, or maybe they're a little bit too introverted, or maybe they don't know how to hold a conversation. And then they might need someone who can put in more effort for them, but I'm not that person for them because I don't, I don't want to hold up my end and your end of the conversation. So that's that. Another thing that I do is once we move from texting, once we move from the dating app to texting, they have, oh, conversation. We have a conversation within 24 to three days. I mean, I'm sorry, (laughs) 24 hours to three days. We have to have a phone conversation. So yes, um, because I mean, now I can really get to know you. We're texting. We're not really having our full attention. Now, when I can talk to you, I can really get to know you. I get to know your mannerisms. I get to know how you talk. I get to know what you're interested in. I get to start listening for things that may be red flags, maybe green flags. But that phone conversation, oh my goodness, you get to actually put a voice to a face. And then go go ahead, do some FaceTime. You can FaceTime with um Androids now. FaceTime, Google Duo, Zoom call, something. Instagram video, Snapchat video, something, y'all. Because you want to see this person. You want to see this person. Like, you want to see how they talk. I have found that guys, sometimes, like, very masculine guys, they'll be really passionate about something. And, like, I may feel it coming off as abrasive. But when I see his face, I realize, like... Oh, he's not being mean. He's just passionate about this. And you get a better feel for someone when you can video call them. And also, um, for me personally, I'm looking for someone who is willing to invest in me. So that means quality time. That is one of my love languages. So within that week couple days, I am probably bringing up the conversation if he hasn't, when are we seeing each other? Because it, it there are so many options out here. There is no shortage of men. There is no shortage of women. And there is no point in wasting your time with somebody you are not compatible with in person. So you can go ahead and knock that out the way. I'm not going to lie. You definitely get brownie points if you ask to take me out. Because that, to me, shows that you're willing to invest financially into me and you're probably in a better financial space to date. Because I am. I am. So I would like someone who's willing to do that. Because I'm the type of person where after, you know, we go on that first date, I want to invest in you too. It's definitely a give and take type of thing. But I also want a man who's financially secure and not to take care of myself, but to take care of himself. So that way we can be two financially secure people coming together. And I'm just saying when somebody's willing to say, hey, I want to get grab lunch or grab drinks with you, go to Barnes and Noble and get some Starbucks, anything. It doesn't have to be super expensive, but the willingness to get in your car and they have to have a car for me. They might not have they might not have to have one for you. You also might not be in an area where um, people use cars. I'm in a very rural area. <laughs> so cars are very um obtainable and pretty cheap and everybody has one. So that's a standard for me. But if you're in a more uh, um metropolitan area or city like area, then 
and it might not be a thing for you, but yes, a car is necessary for me. And also, yeah, I mean, just somebody taking somebody willing to spend that money, you know, to get to the date. And that that's that shows effort for me. And then willing to go somewhere that might cost money. Maybe we can go for a walk, something like that. But it just shows more of a person is financially stable when they actually want to just buy something for you. Um, also, I would say somebody that is consistent, like that consistency matters. So if they're giving you all this attention one day and they're not giving you all this attention the next day, that's a red flag because why, you know, and just believe them. If that's, if that's who they are, if that's what they're doing, just believe them. It says nothing bad about them. Maybe they don't have enough time to give. Maybe they have more time on some days than others. But I would say for me personally, I don't want anybody that can't give me the same amount of time consistently. And if something does come up where, you know, they are working a 12-hour shift or they can't, they can't be on their phone, then just communication. Communication is key. I'm trying to think of some other standards that I have for dating on these apps. I think I pretty much said everything, but you can weed a lot of a lot of people out if you stick to that 24-hour rule of them messaging you first, that one-week rule of them trying to get your number, that three-day rule of having a phone conversation, and then you testing them by you introducing the idea of dating or going out on a date or them introducing it. It's whatever. It doesn't really matter to me. I don't think that that says a lot if a guy doesn't initiate it. I I think that sometimes guys just don't know how soon a woman wants to see him and he doesn't always want to come off as abrasive. So I do go ahead and open that door and I'm just like, hey, so when are you trying to see me? But I'm going to tell you something else. If he's like, um, yeah, I just want, you can come over. We can chill. I'm not a Netflix and chill type girl. Have been, was, nothing wrong with it. If you're looking for it, go for it. Go for it, girl. But I'm not. I'm looking for somebody that is willing to actually invest in me, like I said. And that Netflix and chill type vibe, it just gives off fling. Like, we're just going to be a fling. Because why not? I don't know. That just makes me wonder. If you can take me out on a date, if you can show me I'm interested in you and I want to stand out from all these other suitors that are looking at you, because as a woman, like I said, we have so many options. A man needs to be able to stand out. And if you can stand out, because you're going to be one of the only guys asking me out on a date and actually taking me out, why not do it? So it just makes me wonder for the guys that aren't doing it, why, why, why not? You know, and I have been in a situation where I asked the guy, like, I was like, you know, you've been talking to me. You've been calling me on FaceTime. You talk to me every day. I say you do so well with this. I love this. I love this attention and this quality time you give me over the phone. But why haven't you asked me out on a date yet? And he said, to be honest with you, I'm just kind of struggling financially. And I was like, wow, I really respect that. 
I respect you being honest with me about that. And then at that point, it was just my my choice to choose. Do I want this Netflix and chill that he can offer? Or do I want somebody who's more financially stable? Because I do like dates. And I don't want to be the one picking up the tab if we get food. I want it to be a 50-50 type thing. You know, I don't, also don't want to be feeling pressured to ask him to do things he can't do. I'm not saying you shouldn't date if you're not financially stable. I'm just saying that you have to be aware of what you can offer and what that person wants. And if that's not in alignment with each other, both of y'all have to be willing to just accept that. In that case, I actually did continue to talk to him. We ended uh, because he had a situation with his roommate. I think I talked about that in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that was him. So, mm-hmm. But y'all do what y'all will with these tips. Be safe out here in these dating streets. And keep your boundaries. Keep your boundaries. But I will talk to y'all in another episode of My Life in a Poem podcast. Bye.